Hey guys, welcome back. This is another episode of Tuesdays with Trey. Guys, we're going to be talking about some amazing things, so make sure you hit that subscribe and the notification bell because we're going to be talking about stuff that's hot, hot, hot. We're going to be talking about long-term and short-term media, and also everybody's talking about this GPT chat. We're going to be talking about that, and I'm going to give you my personal opinion on it, and Trey's going to tell you how you can actually leverage it to get get more views and everything. So, Trey, welcome to the show, brother. What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Thanks for having me back. Oh, this is going to be great. You know, the first time I've never heard any, and I, you know, I've had like 560 episodes. I've never heard short, short-term and long-term media. So yeah. you're the first person ever to bring it up. So it really piqued my interest talking about short-term and long-term uh, media. Absolutely, man. So now, you know, I'm, I'm a low-tech redneck. We all know that. Um, so what is long-term media and what is short-term media? So your long-term media is ultimately your blog, your YouTube channel, your podcasts, and anything else that you can create and have it rank on Google. And what I like to say is kind of build up real estate so that you can saturate those, so that you can actually saturate your Google results for your name and business. I always prioritize that first because whenever you're doing your social media engagement and and getting into your short-term media, which is ultimately all of your social media and stuff, everybody's going to Google you before they actually go and engage with you and move into your sales process. They're going to want to validate you before they move into your sales process. So I like to focus on long-term media, which is stuff that ranks on Google, and then repurpose it for all of the short-term to make the most of your time. Then how come I see a lot of people, they're doing it the complete opposite. Like they're, they think, well, I'm just going to make TikTok videos or I'm going to, you know, make YouTube shorts, but then they don't have any long-term media. And so there's, it's kind of like, it's just, they're, they're, whatever the, the trend is of the day, whatever the dance is of the day, that's what they're going to do, but they don't last long-term, right? You know? Yeah. So it's kind of a complicated thing because you already know that I have some qualms with the coaching industry and people that are, and most of the people that are teaching marketing, because what they, what they do is they, they teach, Hey, here's all this whole list of social media platforms and places that you need to show up on, but no one is really teaching the effective strategy to actually create content for all those platforms. So what you see is people just go out there and, like you said, they just start creating content for every individual platform. They get burnt out very quickly. They run out of ideas. And ultimately, it becomes a whole full-time job just to create content. Whereas if you have an actual strategy behind it, you can just bang out a bunch of content, cut it up, repurpose it, schedule it out for the next week, two weeks, month, however much content that you got in that session, and then you're good to go. You just focus. You just focus on doing other things to keep building up your real estate, and then driving traffic with that short-term media to go see the full the full episodes or the full blog post or whatever it is that you're repurposing and sharing. Okay, so now do you obviously you love you know people that have podcasts, um, blogs? Do you suggest people have podcasts and blogs nowadays? 
or should they just stick with, you know, making cat videos? So I definitely recommend the podcast and the blog. And it's actually kind of an interesting thing because if you do it right, then a podcast can actually create a massive amount of blog content. All you have to do is repurpose it. And the podcast, the podcast can actually create a mass amount of social media content as well. All you have to do is, for instance, take this video, right? Have it, have it transcribed so that you generate an article about short-term and long-term media, have it put together the bullet points of the other tools that we talk about later and put them at the bottom. All of a sudden you have a blog post that's generating, that's creating real estate on Google. And when you syndicate this to YouTube, it's hitting the videos tab, which is creating more real estate on, on Google for both me and you. And that means you're showing up for my name, which means people that Google me, they in turn see you. Therefore it's a win-win situation. So Ultimately, yes, I do recommend podcasts because they're kind of the most the most effective way to actually saturate Google because you can repurpose the crap out of it and just uploading it to your podcast syndicator, your podcast host is going to put it up in 10, 12 different places or more that are literally the big bad granddaddies of the internet. Yep, and I agree. Now, also, I do you know YouTube shorts. And I also have long form because I kind of want to play with the system. I want to, you know, and some people just do long form or they just do short form. And I'm finding that it's better if you kind of mix it up because the people that may not watch long form, they might see something on a YouTube short and be like, hey, I like that. Let me check that person out, see what their long form content is, you know? Mm -hmm. That is one of the most common ways that people will actually find people. But there's been a lot of studies over the last year that have shown that basically all of your short form content helps you generate eyeballs. And then your long form content that actually positions you as an authority and builds that trust with them and secures that relationship is what actually moves people farther into your pipeline and gets them to opt in or make a purchase. All right. So now, you know, we, it's January 2nd, 2023, uh, and we're starting a brand new year. That new year, new me bullshit. I don't believe in it. Um, but a lot of people, the businesses, they start, they start ramping up now. So, now the new year started. So if somebody wants to get into long, long form content in 2023, what are some of the best long form content to get involved with? Ultimately the podcast, like we like we mentioned before, but if somebody wants to create just a stockpile of content and set themselves up really, really, really well for the year, then I recommend just bulk recording a bunch of podcast episodes. Schedule a day or two where you block everything out and you just make a list of questions that you can answer. Turn those in the turn each and every one of those questions into a podcast episode and then block out another day or two and bring on people in your network that are seen as authorities that other people trust bring them on and make them look really good so that it's a win-win for both of you repurpose the content so that you're both generating eyeballs. You're both being seen as authorities because you're being seen around each other and then just drip all that content out over the next month, 
quarter, six months, year. It just depends on how much you can actually record in that time period. But if you can sit down and record, say, 20 to 30, 30 to 45 minute episodes, and then a handful of shorter ones that are just solo episodes, you should realistically have content for at least six months if you do it right. And that's something, I mean, I got, I don't know, I think I got like 80 episodes still in the can. So I'm still trying to put them out because I'll, I'll do, I used to record five days a week, but now I'm just recording on Mondays and Wednesdays and then doing our special show on Tuesday. Um, but, you know, one thing I'm realizing is, like you said, you know, repurposing everything. Like I use Headliner. That's why I use the repurpose and make audiograms and stuff like that. But when we were talking earlier on when we were off camera, you said there's some kind of there's a couple of different apps that you really like for repurposing. Can we talk about them? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my absolute favorite apps are it's a web app. You have to use it from your computer. It doesn't really function very well from mobile, but it's really one of those things that you kind of set it up and forget about it to a certain extent, unless you're like using it to batch edit content. But one of my favorite tools that I've ever found is called repurpose.io. It saves myself, it saves our agency, and it saves multiple agencies and podcasts that I've worked with hours and hours and hours because it basically, it allows you to create content workflows and connect your Google Drive, your YouTube, your Zoom, your social media platforms, all these different things together. And for instance, you can make it to where if you upload a TikTok, it automatically goes to YouTube Shorts without the TikTok logo on it. You can make another recipe that automatically takes it from YouTube Shorts and makes it a, a Facebook and Instagram reel. Like you can pull content across it in those different ways. And then for the podcast host, if you connect it to your Google Drive, you can actually batch dump podcast interviews into a Google Drive folder and then have it automatically basically copy them into another Google Drive folder. And while it's doing that copy and paste process, essentially, it's adding the intro and outro in an automated fashion. You just have to be good at when you hit play and when you hit stop or just cut it before you dump it into Google Drive. And now you're not having to do any editing if you've done it right. Wow. So repurpose. As you see, I'm writing it down because I'm going to check it out as soon as we log off. Um, yes, what sir. other app? I know you said something else cuts. Something cuts. So CapCut <laughs> is by far the easiest to use video editor that I've found. It's free. Uh, I'm not a video editor. Editor. I don't even, I like to say that I don't think in pretty. I think in get it done. But I can take some good clips of some stuff, dump it into CapCut, and make a fairly decent looking reel in a couple minutes. And everybody that I've introduced it to, it takes them no time to pick it up. Uh, there's very little learning curve. And it is free on both desktop and mobile. So you can, you can get a lot done in a short time. And outside of that, if you have repurpose and you have all that stuff set up, then you need to find yourself a social media scheduler, which we use something called Social Pilot. But there's a lot of different ones out there for the general consumer. Uh, my favorite one is probably Meet Edgar because it allows you to 
basically take all of your short form content and your repurpose content and organize it into categories and then create a uh, basically a recurring post strategy and formula where Monday it picks a post from this category, Tuesday it picks a post from this category, Wednesday it picks a post from this category. And as you build up your content database through repurposing and all and creating this evergreen content, you can basically just have your social media schedule or start recycling it back onto social media because ultimately only a fraction of your following saw that social media post when you posted it anyways. Okay, so we're going to talk about something that <laughs> the big elephant in the room. We're going to be talking about chat GPT. I just found out about it last Tuesday, and I've been using it for a week. I absolutely love it, but I'm actually I'm learning a lot more about what I do because I'll actually put in there something about podcasting, and I'm just going to sit in there study, and I'm actually learning. Uh, from the from the chat GPT, but a lot of people are starting to use it more now in descriptions, in blog posts. So tell us what exactly chat GPT is and how to, how can we possibly use it? So at its core, what chat GPT is, is a very well-trained AI system that has been put out by a platform called OpenAI, which as far as I'm aware, um, they're doing open source developments with AI, which is kind of a fascinating concept. But at its core, it's basically a very well-trained AI that I will say this before I dive in. It's kind of a fun caveat of this, that OpenAI is actively using to data mine all of us right now and figure out what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're building. And basically, OpenAI open is going to have a better idea of what everybody's going to be doing in the next year than anybody else. So at its core, it's a data mining tool. But <laughs> at the consumer facing level, it is an AI that can, from what I've seen so far, accomplish most basic tasks. You can use it for reporting. You can, uh, I had it write a rough draft for a press release the other day. And I literally told it to write me a press release, write me a press release about to amplify this article. And I gave it a link to the article and it gave me a rough draft of a press release. So all I had to do was go back, change up the verbiage, make it more how I like a press release to be. And then obviously add in some more relevant quotes and make it human, but it's, it's a tool that can ultimately save you a mass amount of time because it's kind of like, it's kind of like having a junior employee that you can just tell to do tasks. Um, you can tell it to write your podcast notes. You can tell it to, if you write a blog post, one of the interesting commands that I've seen, and I actually, I actually tested this yesterday as well is to plug that blog post into chat GPT and tell it to optimize it for readability and SEO. And it'll go in there and it'll optimize it for readability and SEO. Uh, there was a book. Uh, it's actually the art of war that I've been working on on summarizing a piece at a, a chapter at a time and literally rereading it to do that. 
I told chat GPT to write me a bullet point of every chapter in the art of war and it did the thing. So the options are pretty limitless. I mean, I introduced it to the sales team yesterday and a couple of them are already using it to write outreach messages, to write emails. I'm fixing to test, to test using it, to respond to reviews. And the fascinating thing about it is it's actually free. Whereas all the other tools that could accomplish this before were like a hundred plus dollars a month for the most part, or you were paying by the credits. So it's, it's making AI more accessible to the general user, which is also another fascinating thing that they're doing. So it's free for now. For now. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure what their monetization strategy is. I haven't really I haven't really dove into their website. I imagine that they're I imagine they're selling API access and stuff like that, and that's probably their route. Yeah, man. But I also noticed like you can put in there, you know, uh, top ten YouTube descriptions for Bitcoin, and it'll put out some amazing descriptions for, for even for just YouTube, or it, it simplifies a lot of stuff. And like I, I help it with because I'm not a great writer, but I actually use some of it because i'm learning how to write blog posts so i'm actually mm -hmm. using it as a learning tool not only just a tool to use and yeah, i think absolutely. people say you can actually i mean if you really got dug deep into it a person can pretty much write a whole book chapter by chapter just by using gpt you absolutely could um the one thing that i would say to people before they dive into chat GPT and go super crazy implementing it into their business in ways that are client facing um, is I would really dig into their terms and conditions and privacy policies, et cetera, and just make sure that if you're going to use it to write a book that a, you're not just letting it put something out for you and then putting it out exactly as it is, because then what did you really do? You didn't really bring your ideas to it. You just kind of pointed it in a direction. And then two, like you, you, you don't really want to get caught up in a situation where open AI in the future decides to crack down over some kind of fine print and say, Hey, we see all y'all publishing books. Where's our royalty? Like it says in this fine print deep down in here that you have to license these things from us. I don't know if it's there. I haven't read it, but that is what I'm going to be doing before I use it for anything front facing is digging into their policies a little bit more. All right. So then where do you see long term and short term content coming up in the next 12 months? Where do you see the hot spots? So that's actually a really fascinating question because the long-term content is becoming progressively more relevant. And as I mentioned, there has been a handful of people who have ran tests over the last year and coming into this year, and they created just a mass amount of content. And I wish I could remember who it was that ran the study, the case study that I was reading the other day, because I really prefer to credit people, but I'll try to go back and find it. So maybe we can mention it in the description or something, but they did an event. And at that event, 
I forget how many pieces it was exactly, but it was like 40 to 60 pieces of long-term content. And they made like a hundred plus pieces of short form content. And they tracked all of the sales and leads that came from the long form and short term form content. And the long form content, they actually closed about $200,000 that they could track from. Whereas the short form content, all they could track was a couple leads from. So I wish I could remember who, who ran that case study. I'm going to try to find it so we can reference it and hopefully link back to it in the description. But we're seeing it become more and more relevant, especially as they're updating the Google policies, as they're updating the social media policies. Like the media buying policies on Facebook and Instagram and pretty much everything else have gotten progressively more restrictive. If you're not collecting your own data through long form content that people are finding you through search and it's actually high intent, then you're going to get left behind by the people who are collecting that data and leveraging that in their short term ad buying strategies and different things like that. So there's a lot of different ways that the long term media is going to really start showing itself over the next year. And that's why I really am backing into my long-term and short-term media strategy of the goal should simply always be to repurpose your long-form media, get it on social media, use that social media to drive that traffic back to your long-form media because you own that, you own those platforms, you're collecting actual data, hopefully you're collecting email addresses, but Ultimately, you're collecting data so you can retarget people on Facebook and stuff like that. It costs a fraction of what it costs to retarget somebody than it costs to actually find somebody. I love it. So uh, last couple of minutes, you know, we got talking about, you know, one thing we we're going to talk about a little bit was our, our mental health. You know, we're coming into into uh, the new year. And for me, I always think, you know, we, we always everybody wants the new me, new me new me, you know, new year, new me bullshit with getting healthy physically, but we really don't talk about getting healthy mentally. So I just wanted to talk about that for a few minutes before we hop out. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, you know, getting mentally healthier in 2023? Man, I think that the mental health aspects is often the most neglected thing in people. And they think that, oh, I need to make more money or, oh, I need to get in better shape to be more healthy. And usually the reason that they're not doing those things comes down to their mental health. So ultimately the conclusion that I've come to is if we're not taking care of our minds, then it's literally going to become impossible at some point to take care of everything else. And that's becoming extremely relevant coming off of a, quite frankly, a couple very chaotic years into a new year that. Quite frankly, there's a lot of uncertainty and unknowns that nobody really knows what's going on in the markets and stuff like that. Like we can have our guesses, but nobody really knows what's going on, especially after the last couple of years. So if you're not taking care of your mind, then everything's really going to suffer. And one thing that I will say is just find a professional, find someone that you can actually consult with, find mentors, find a group of people that you could that you can actually meet with and compare your realities. Cause sometimes the way that you're 
the way that you're understanding something is not always quite what's going on. So when you can bounce that off that group of people, you'll find yourself in a better place. But ultimately, find someone professional to consult with. And one thing that I do want to touch on that's kind of a little bit of a heavy topic on the topic of uh, mental health in this new year is there's going to be a lot of push to drive your numbers, to drive your work output, to become more efficient. And I've already had conversations with three or four different people that I essentially had to talk out of relapses because they thought that going and getting Adderall or some kind of upper would help them increase their sales performance, would help them hit higher numbers. And ultimately that's just your, that's just your addiction trying to justify itself to you. Just keep doing the things, lean into the things that are going to compound for you, prioritize the things that are good for your mind. Like I sit in the sauna for about an hour every day now. And I just, release things, reflect on things. And I consult with a handful of people about all the different things that I'm experiencing and that I've had to go through. And if you're not doing it, then you you need to talk to somebody because everybody has to talk to somebody. And it doesn't, we get shamed for doing it as men a lot, opening up about mental health and like anxiety, depression, all of the above. But most of those men that are shaming you about it are dealing with it too. They just never learned how. And now it's just buried so bad that they're so fucking scared to deal with it. Yep. So open up this new year, lean into yourself, embrace yourself and quite frankly, become a student of yourself. You know, and I love what the others are doing. And I love that. And guys, if somebody's watching this and you are struggling and you're suicidal, dial a nine, nine, eight, eight, they're, they're actually they're, they're helping people if you're in dire emergency but you know reach out to your buddies reach out to your friends reach out to your mentors you know like i said with for me you know i reach out if i'm struggling i reach out to my mentors and um like this this morning i had a choice i my audible came up for i had a, i had a new credit to use so i'm like do i get david goggins book or do i get dean graziosi's book and I and I just listened to him and Ed Milet talk last night. So I got Graziosi's book, and a lot of it, you know, thinking that we're we're busy. There's a difference between being busy and being productive, hmm. you know. And I think that's what a lot of us in business we think, oh, well, I'm busy, so I'm being productive. No, it's two totally different things, right? Mm -hmm. There is always an option. Almost always in business, there is an option that is usually so simple that you looked over it that is going to simplify everything that you're doing. I love it. And like, like you said, you know, we talked earlier, take time for yourself. For me, I get up and I do my cardio. I walk for an hour, hour and a half, listening to my, you know, my books on tape. That's my relaxation time. So, you guys, you got to take time out for you. Because like I tell everybody, you can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure you have your fill in your, your cup in 2023. Trey, brother, thank you so much for dropping this knowledge. I can't wait to check out repurpose.io, uh, meet Edgar. I got all this stuff written down. I can't wait to start working on it, especially uh, CapCut. I can't, I can't wait to check that one out. So thank you once again for dropping so much knowledge. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I love it. I can't wait for next week. Guys, remember, 
vertical momentum, the only way to go is but up. And make sure that you reach out to Trey. Got down below his 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 company to where you got. If you have a company, you want to crush it in 2023. That's where you need to go. All right, Trey. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. You too. Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass kicking coffee. And and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out, leave us a note, tell us what you'd like and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives.